Welcome back, Bitchapedia listeners. Today's guest is someone I'm so excited for, a flirt coach, if you can believe it. I know last week we had a heavy topic, and I promised my listeners that we were going to ease into something a little more fun. So that's what today's all about. Benjamin Cameras, how are you? Welcome to the podcast. I am doing absolutely fantastic. Thank you so much for having me. I am excited to talk all about the flirt today. Yes. Okay, so <laughs> first of all, I wanted to say... Um, when I was getting ready, I had this whole idea because I use clothes as like to set intentions. So I was going to wear something super flirty and cute. But when I was trying everything on, I was like, honestly, this doesn't make me feel good. So it, mm. it got me thinking, really, I was like, I'm most comfortable. And I feel like peak flirtiness, like ready for the flirt when I'm in like yoga pants and mm. a bra, a sports bra, you know, so that's yeah. something, is that something that you think people can use because sometimes I think when we overthink it and we set these huge expectations of like a girl's night out when you want to look cute all the pressures on that and it kind of takes away from the actual like conversation right and the flirt yeah oh yeah absolutely I mean this was this is a great place to start because the flirt is so much about your mindset like the flirt really starts with a, a style of confidence and just a feeling of confidence that works for you and so how you can create that feeling of just comfort and confidence for yourself if it's wearing certain clothes versus something else then yeah do where was gonna make you feel good and feel flirty um right. like absolutely and then knowing that there's gonna be so many different styles of flirt like if you know you're going out to the bar or the club or something and you're like all right I'm gonna flirt tonight Right. Probably a different outfit than if you're flirting like I don't know going to a hockey game or a concert or something That's like true. that. That's true. That's yeah. true. Know your audience, right? Definitely, yeah. <laughs> okay, so a little bit of backstory on you because I found you on TikTok. I feel like I find the most interesting people on TikTok. And as soon as I saw your content, I was like, yes, he has mm -hmm. to come on the podcast because it's all about the flirt. But I want to know, I think I already asked you, you're a Libra, right? Uh, of course I am. You already know. <laughs> okay, so this is actually like a monumental moment because historically this podcast has been full of Libra slander. <laughs> Ooh, <laughs> but, I think, okay. but I think that this is a sign that I'm healing, right? That I'm attracting Libras that I'm vibing with. Like I might actually be healing this wound. Yeah, this is an astrological, like, there's some momentum here. This is a good yes, sign because I exactly. feel totally, totally welcome and ready. So Exactly. Okay, Libra so you've slander. always, yeah, yeah, so you've always been <laughs> a flirt because you're a Libra. This is, like, embedded in you, right? Well, yes and no. Um, I mean, I've definitely, you know, I talk, I kind of joke about how I came right right into the world ready to flirt. I was flirting yes. with, with the staff at the hospital. And <laughs> so, yeah, there is an element of my personality that has always been fun and flirtatious, but I also do have a lot of social anxiety. And really? I'm actually a really shy and introverted person. Um, and I've had mental health struggles in my past with depression. And so I really appreciate that you talk about so many of these big topics on your podcast. And so there was a period of time in my life where the flirt left me. And it was a part of me that I couldn't really connect to. But I still kept practicing the flirt because it was a way for me, right, when you feel so disconnected from yourself. I was like, okay, let me at least create connection in my life on a daily basis. Even yes. if it's at the grocery store, I'm running errands, you're making that smile to someone you don't know. 
And why the flirt really is about connection is because it, it goes beyond, there's an intention to it. It's like, yes. I'm going to smile. I'm going to hopefully bring some joy into someone's life. It's about that energy behind your intention. And so I yes. get this question a lot of, well, you know, how is flirting just some other form of small talk? And I'm like, well, in small talk, you're kind of just filling time. You're sort of just filling a gap in airspace. Like you yes. really, you may not really be interested in even talking and certainly maybe not even be interested in hearing what the other person has to say. And so with the flirt, there's a real intention behind it on feeling and creating that energy. And so I always held on to that and I knew the flirt would come back and it did. So I always talk about that everyone has an inner flirt. And so yes. even if you feel like you've never quite been good at it, or um, this topic comes up a lot with people, um, perhaps with their sexual orientation or religion or cultural upbringing, they haven't been in a position where they felt comfortable to flirt or have even been allowed to flirt um, or been able to flirt with the person or people that they wanted to. Yeah. And so like, no matter where you are, and your flirt journey. <laughs> Everyone has an inner flirt. It is about connecting to your inner flirt so that you can have stronger connections and stronger relationships in your life. Right. Um, yeah, I mean, that's what it's about. That's, uh, it's about I love, flirt is everything. <laughs> I love everything you just said because truly I have thought about it. Like that's kind of the yardstick with which I measure my mental health is like, if I'm not flirting, mm -hmm. It's a red flag. Mm -hmm. Everyone needs, you know, and sometimes yeah. the flirt, it can have the opposite effect. Like when I'm really um, happy and I flirt like it because it bubbles over, you know, but sometimes mm -hmm. I do, I will use the flirt to pull myself back. Like I did it this morning because I was feeling kind of, I was feeling kind of down and like cloudy, foggy. And I was like, no, today's supposed to be fun and uplifting, like channeling yeah. that energy. Like you're talking about the intentional Yes. thought of like connecting with someone and it really is so much more than just you know like the the end goal of trying to hook up I know is a lot of what people think flirting is but everything mm -hmm. you just said is true like it's connecting with people and I've got a couple of questions too about like platonic flirting and things like that but I do want to ask if you think that flirting is ever a bad thing because one of the things that I've been trying to release is this or I guess before I was trying to release my romanticism of everything and just making everything, you know, lovey-dovey. And a lot of people kind of pushed that down in me. And I felt like it was a negative thing to see things through so much love. So do you think that there's ever a bad time to flirt or to romanticize things? That's hard for a Libra, right? Uh, oh, it's so hard for me. And of course, like I want people to flirt all the time and just feel really comfortable with the flirt. And yeah, it can really be such a powerful way of like, talk about transforming your energy, right? Like kind mm -hmm. of getting yourself into that flirt mindset, pulling yourself out of, you know, a low mood or you're having a bad day. So it can really have a pretty quick transformational effect. And is there ever a bad time to flirt. I think it really depends on, like I talk a lot about intention and desire in the flirt. And so knowing really the why behind why you're flirting, is it to just establish a connection completely platonic with somebody? Are you looking to strengthen perhaps a friendship? 
are you like, do you have a crush? Do you see someone you find attractive? So your intention behind the flirt is going to be a little bit different. And then right. allowing your desire, like I think desire, it gets a bad rap, but it's really such a strong and powerful emotion. It's a really powerful feeling. And so allow your desire to really drive your intention in the flirt. And if you can just keep focused on those two things, and I'm sure we'll get to like other parts of the flirt too, but yes. like the flirt so much is about a present moment connection. So feel your intention and your desire in the present moment and feel it there, right? You're not going into jumping into expectations and what you want or trying to get something from somebody. And so I think the flirt can be a bad thing if like a question I also get sometimes is, well, how is the flirt different from perhaps manipulation? Mm -hmm. Well, if you're using the flirt <laughs> to get something, well, that's involving a little bit of manipulation. Right. And that can absolutely be part of the flirt, especially mm -hmm. when they're dating. So there's some nuances there. But, you know, if if long as long as you're really staying connected to your intention, allowing your desire to drive the flirt of just making a connection, right? then it's always going to be hopefully a positive thing. Right. Okay. So when you're talking about setting intentions, that's actually good. And we will, I'll just skip to, we'll come back to the others, but platonic <laughs> flirting is a big one because I know you talked about like demisexual and asexual, because there's mm -hmm. not, I think we forget a lot of times that there are other ways to flirt and even platonic flirting I caught myself doing this with my friends a lot and I didn't even realize it's just something that we do and someone else pointed it out from the outside so I think it's almost kind of like my love language but I know that myself and I'm sure so many other people get themselves into sticky situations sometimes yeah, yeah, you know like yeah. I turn around and I'm like oh I have flirted my way into a situation uh -huh. <laughs> oh yeah the problem so how do you I guess what you're talking about too is communicating in the beginning but how do you um separate those two and kind of set those boundaries have those conversations with people about your expectations or even knowing what your expectations are I guess yeah, when you're right, you're in the flirt and you're just like, you're really feeling it. Like talk about in the moment. And then it's all of a sudden like, oh, okay, maybe this person is catching feelings or maybe I'm starting to catch feelings mm. and I don't want to do that. Yes. Or I've, yes. yeah, I've gotten this question before. It's like, oh, I flirted myself into a date and now they like actually want to go on the date. Like, oh no, this is, I didn't want to do all that. Like, <laughs> right. <laughs> right, that's not at all. Yeah, this was just a flirt. And so right. this was like, I think you can, you can really play it a few different ways. Like as long as you stay true to yourself, right. And what mm -hmm. your intention is of just having a fun, flirty in the moment connection, no expectations. It's certainly realistic to think that someone else, like, cause there's this play on intention and receptivity in the flirt. So your intention could be one thing. And then how the flirt is received by the other person very, very different. And so right. it really takes being mindful and aware of what your intention is and what you're doing with the flirt, knowing that it could be received by the other person very differently. Mm. And the other person may start to think, oh, does this person like me? Oh, does this person want to go out? Does this person perhaps want this? And so just staying true to your intention, knowing right. that your actions, your words could be perceived differently. And if it comes to that point 
I'm always a fan of if it is feels comfortable for you is mm -hmm. just having that honest conversation. And I've found more often than not is when I like have to really break it down for someone and be like, oh, okay, well, this is what's actually happening. This is what I'm actually thinking and feeling. You'd be surprised that when you can have a really just honest conversation like that, it's it, it, it's not always taken badly. Right, right? okay. It's not as if the other person is gonna react angrily or be upset. I find in my experience and just working with clients more often than not, the other person is appreciative, appreciative mm -hmm. of knowing where you're at. And so they don't feel like they're being strung along or they're being played yes. with, led on. And so, and it's like, for me, honestly, those interactions, those types of flirts have developed into really strong friendships for me. Right. No, that's a hundred percent true. And there's actually, there's something they say about, um, art <laughs> that I was thinking of it this way. It's like, when you create art, whatever it is, once you're done creating, you give it to the audience, they can take whatever they want from it. Right. Like you can only do your best. So the receptivity, that's something that I've never even thought of it being like a two-parter, right? Is that I mm -hmm. do sometimes put something out and they might receive it completely different. And it mm -hmm. is exactly like you're saying, it's something that's difficult and something that I would not have done in the past. Maybe the other option would be like ghost, right? Just that avoidant yeah, type yeah. of like, no, never mind. And just leave them, mm -hmm. you know, like remind them, make them know, like, I didn't mean it because I leave them on red for three days. And it's like, here, just in case, like I'm back now, but just in case you thought we were getting too close, you know, like put a little right, distance. Right. So that's the unhealed way to do it. But a hundred percent having the conversation, the difficult conversation with people. And that's what I'm all about anyway, right? Is the difficult conversations of right. saying, this is what I want. Sometimes you can be really surprised because that's what's happening now is someone who is emotionally unavailable and I have a conversation, like we text and flirt and we've been clear, like we're both on the same page. We've set boundaries. We said, mm -hmm. you know, if that changes, whatever. But right now, it really is technically like platonic flirting. But he's a Libra also. So there's a lot, you know what I mean? Like we both have this itch to scratch. So it's like, as long as we did set that, like that boundary of like, this is where it stays, right? And we'll address it later. I think that, I think that does have an impact. It's absolutely. And it's just, you know, people can sometimes really surprise you in the most pleasant ways. Um, and it's, you know, like this, it's, this, it's going to be a different sort of scenario for everyone, depending on like who the person is you're flirting with. And I think there's just so many different factors that can come into play. And so there are other strategies to sort of, like I talk, <laughs> backing out of the flirt, right? Like sort of, <laughs> like you're sort of just taking those few steps back. Like you maybe, yeah, you just got a little bit too into it. It absolutely right. happens. And yeah, so, we get swept up. Yeah, absolutely. It happens. It happens for sure to me as well. Um, and so having just that conversation is one way, but there are lots of other tricks and strategies you can use in the flirt to just start create that little bit of space and little bit of distance. Okay. Um, knowing that like, first and foremost, it's like, taking care of you, um, really just prioritizing where you're at in the flirt and if you took right the flirt a little bit too far it's okay it happens like it will be okay the other person will also be okay right that's reassuring too okay so the question that i should have started with how to flirt if if mm. it doesn't come naturally for someone because i know there's that i mean because nothing can s substitute for chemistry right between two people when yeah. you feel that spark 
But if it's something that people say, because like you said in the beginning, you weren't necessarily um, outgoing with a lot of flirting and things like that. So if people are trying to dip their toe in, what is like an easy way to start? And what does it look like to actually flirt? Sure. I think an easy way to start is with those people in your life that you're already comfortable with. And mm -hmm. so if it's a close friend or I'd even say like a pet or something, just really getting comfortable. And you can like, if you're about to flirt with a friend, you could give them a heads up like, hey, I'm going to be practicing some flirting. And it's just really getting comfortable talking. Right. Just being open and sharing a connection with someone. And so if you're the type of person that maybe hasn't always felt comfortable talking about yourself, that's a place to start to really just to start build your flirt confidence. Um, because so much of the flirt, it's about authenticity and why I think just of the many reasons it's so beautiful and so amazing just as a style of communication and connection is because there's no like there's no pretending in the flirt. It's you are showing up just as you are, who you are in that moment and seeing someone without judgment, without criticism for who they are so that you can have that true energetic connection that makes the flirt so special. Mm -hmm. And so another way to really practice getting into the flirt is thinking, how do you really relate to other people and how do you see them? And so many of us, Unfortunately, we we relate to people through negativity and like mm -hmm. the first thought you have of someone, just a stranger out on, you know, you're shopping or something is maybe I'm going to critique their hair or their outfit or have some type of judgment. Like, why are they acting that way? Or like, what's wrong with them? And so mm -hmm. if it's something like, like really shocking, I don't know if someone's wearing like a bunch of balloons on them or something, <laughs> okay, that's going to make you stop for a second and be like, whoa, did, right. what's going on here? But for the most part, just reflecting on how you relate and see other people and see if mm -hmm. you can start to approach people and especially, you know, strangers and new relationships, just with a really open mind of just seeing someone for who they are and meeting them where they're at. Oh, I love that. Okay. Well, one of the questions I had written down too was about that. Like, it's like middle school flirting, but the bullying thing, and I feel like that's out, but I'm also in my early thirties, you know, so maybe that's just a younger thing, but I feel like yeah. that's just, especially like straight dudes, they yeah. think that it's flirting. And it's like, that's such a basic, like, I need you to evolve past that. Right. So do you yes. have any advice for someone, maybe not the people who are, I feel like the people who are bully flirting are probably not listening, but the people who get bully flirted with, probably yeah. are. So is there a way to kind of counteract that? Like, what do you say when someone's insulting you and they're trying to flirt or passing it off as flirting? Uh, yeah, that's, that's a tough one because, and this is something I really become more aware of too, just as a coach and as a creator is that, that the flirt is not created equal for everybody. It's really different, of course, depending on how you look and how you show up in the world. And so I identify as cisgender, I'm gay, a, a guy. And so, you know, romantically for dating, who I'm typically going to flirt with are, of course, other gay guys. Like, that's right. just who I'm going to flirt with, even though I flirt with everybody. But right. for the purposes of dating, it's going to be other guys who probably identify as gay. And so it's, yeah, if you feel like you're really getting bullied or belittled, like the flirt should never be harmful. 
Um, and so if you feel like, you know, if you're a, in a position to really hold your own boundary and you feel safe to do so, letting the other person know that like their words or actions are not acceptable, how it's making you feel, and then knowing that you don't have to accept that. Right. Uh, so like the flirt should always be, of course, fun. And there's a definitely a, a playful teasing element to the flirt. On some people, that's their main flirt style. Is there a playful tease style of flirt? Yeah. I lean into that some. It's not my main style, but it's definitely yeah. fun. Um, it is but, my least. That's like the number. It's probably because all my Leo placements. But like, you should be <laughs> adoring me and not. Why are you insulting? You know, like, why are you insulting me? It's just not my my go to um, flirt style. So, yeah. but that's a very evolved way to like communicate. So really, I'm seeing like a common thread here. I feel like the main key is communication, right? Of all with all these things, the major through line. Yeah, I mean, the flirt is. Of course, there's lots of nonverbal cues. And if mm -hmm. you're dating and you're, and you're in a relationship, um, you know, you can flirt, of course, via text and DMs and through video. Like there's so many mediums and ways to flirt, but ultimately it all comes down to it's its own form of communication. Right. It's a style of conversation. And that's how I think about the flirt. Um, and just unfortunately, like just looking at traditional media, like just kind of heteronormative media, where I think a lot of people learn, you know, kind of air quotes here, learn how to flirt, right. that kind of, you know, bullying style of flirt, you see, like, I can think of just movies watching, I would watch growing up, it's really present there a lot. And so I think it's just with like themes of masculinity and like all that coming into play, it's just kind of been adapted and adopted as a flirt style that's acceptable. Right. Um, and through conversations like this, I'm really hoping we can change that because the yeah. flirt should, bullying is just bullying, right? That's not, that's right. not flirting. And why would that's I reward you with sex after? Again, not that that's the goal, but still like that's what right. most of the time they're going for. Like, you think you're going to bully me into sleeping with you? What? Like, no. I think a lot too, I think of like, women I know it's been there's a big like uprising in feminine energy and like feminine power you know so I think a lot of women too because especially with myself anytime that I would have accepted those things especially when I was younger would have been because I had low self-esteem you know what I mean because I believe the things that they said so I think mm -hmm. in finding your own voice and having the power to speak up when they say that even if you say something like I would tell my um my kid strategies if someone was bullying him and I'm like, just you, if they're going to use shame, just bounce it back to them, reflect it back and be like, how embarrassing that that's what you had to resort to. Like, that's all you have to say. You don't have to say anything to me. Just be like, yeah. how embarrassing. So that would be my go-to if they're doing something like, how embarrassing that you think that you can bully me into sleeping with you. Yeah, 100%. I yeah, love that strategy. Yeah. Like, <laughs> you can get out of here with that. I don't yeah, think so. Why are you talking to me? Because exactly. that, I mean, you gotta, again, this is the not healed side of it, but making them feel small is it going to defeat that, to deflect that? And um, they're asking for it. Like, they're, <laughs> really, like, if, yeah. if they're being mean and like saying shitty things to you, I think it's okay to be like, feel bad about yourself for a second. 100%. Think about what you've done. <laughs> Yes. And that is a mindset shift I've made as I've gotten more confident in my own sense of self and like raised my own self-esteem is yes. like initially like for long periods of my life thinking that, oh, I must deserve this, right? I'm just going to take it. Like this is, 
this person is right. Like, wow, I, they see me for who I really am. Yeah. Yes. And so it's, it's right. It's a journey. It's an evolution of the self. And then when you start to raise your vibration and really come into your own and can stand up for yourself and stand in just your purpose and who you are. And it's like, no, you are not going to diminish and belittle me like that. Exactly. Oh, yes. Stand in your power. Okay, so another thing I wanted to ask you about is you mentioned in one of your videos about pacing the flirt. So Mm. one of the things with the guy that I'm talking about now, we talked specifically about how had we met in the past, we probably would have burned real fast and real Mm. hard, right? And then just fizzled out. So I think that's a quick thing. And I, I noticed that too is like, I got addicted to that, the beginning stages when it's really, you know, it's fun and flirty, but then it didn't seem sustainable and it might've been for other people, you know what I mean? But in the past, that was something that would happen is like, I would have to meet fresh new people to keep that going. But especially if you were someone who's trying to maintain a long relationship, because I assume you tell everyone flirt well into your relationship, right? How do you, how do you pace that out so that you're not fizzling out too quick, too soon? The pacing is, I like to think of it sort of like a dance. And so if you like think of your favorite dance, like whatever it may be, if it's like something ballroom or just like you're at a wedding or an event or something. And so there's this play where sometimes you might be taking the lead and sometimes the other person is going to be taking the lead. And there's times where the dance really speeds up, the music is getting really fast. And then there's parts of the dance where it sort of slows down and backs off. And so I think approaching it, just seeing the flirt that there's this natural progression where it's totally normal for it to start out super fast, especially if it's a romantic interest. That's how a lot of my flirts start out. It's Mm -hmm. like really rapid, but then it's like, wait a second. Okay. It's sort of settle. You're settling into the flirt life sort of like, oh, right, I have all of these things to do. Right. I forget. Like, <laughs> yeah, I gotta catch up on my responsibilities now. <laughs> exactly. Like, oh, wait, I have like a job and like things to, like, oh, I can't just like flirt all day, but I would love right. to. Oh, yeah, um, such a bummer. Yeah, I know. <laughs> but like just really settling into what a natural pacing of the flirt is going to be for you, knowing that there's going to be moments where it's really hot and knowing there's going to be moments when it slows down. And so ultimately, I'm, I'm looking for in the flirt, just some balance where you feel like, and this is your personality is really going to come into play here too. And depending on just so, sort of where you're at in your dating life, if you're in a place where you really like taking the lead and you're okay to really be starting the conversations, or if you're more like, hmm, I kind of want them to be the one to reach out first. Like I'm just in that phase of my dating life. And right. that's where I'm in my dating phase right now. I'm like, I kind of want to be chased a little bit yeah. these days. Like, and yeah. I think that's okay. So just like knowing that there's going to be this ebb and flow to the flirt and also just knowing where you feel most comfortable. Mm-hmm. Um, if you find you're like always the one taking the lead and the other, and you just really wish the other person would show some more initiative, then that might be a cue for you to really back off the flirt a little bit put some space in it. Like maybe you're sort of taking a dance break and see if they will pick up the lead. Right. Okay. So it's funny you say that because the guy that I'm talking about, I don't want to keep talking about him because God forbid he listens to this, but um, he said something one day, he was like, your toxic trait is that you don't text me first. Like you wait for me to text because every, because I'm not going to text because it's that. Okay. My 
flirting style is, and I've realized this, is like a power struggle type thing, right? And that's that Leo energy too of like, we're battling for the alpha, but I think there's enough space because I'm a switch. So I need to go back and forth between like dominant and submissive. And I get overwhelmed or in the past, I got overwhelmed because I got stuck in that like wounded feminine where I was always having to take the lead. And then I'm too much in my masculine energy. And I am perceived as this person who can't like let go of control, right? That I always have to be the dominant one. But it's like, as soon as I tried to step back into that submissive spot, I wasn't being met, you know? So mm -hmm. then I get stuck. So I think that is an important thing too. And I probably could have, cause this was, I'm talking about like my marriage, you know, mm -hmm. where things didn't work out. But I think probably earlier days, if I would have, not believe so much like I can't take my foot off the gas because he's not going to pick up he probably could have is yeah. what I'm saying you know what I mean but I wasn't going to let him because I was so afraid of like releasing the control and something that I saw a TikTok video about was um it was about emotional permanence you know how object permanence if it's out of sight you think it doesn't exist anymore he yeah. was talking about that that you have these um the sense that like if people aren't giving you attention it, it means they don't love you because the attention's not there it's like oh well, they don't love me so that was something that I've had to work on too, basically getting to like a secure attachment style so that when these men aren't giving me attention and they are quote pulling back a little bit, and I say men, whatever, are pulling yeah. back a little bit, then I don't feel like it's because they don't care. It's because they don't like me anymore. The, you know, the attention's gone. Resting and leaving that space is sometimes good. And I think me having that sort of attachment style is what has made this last one not like fizzle out so quickly because when he needs space it's like I've got shit to do you know like I'm alive like you said I don't have to just sit around and play with you all day I wish I could but I can't so it's okay so like leaving that space and giving yourself permission like you said taking a break is just reassuring like there's gonna be another dance he's not gone mm -hmm. she's not gone yeah. like yeah. we're still gonna flirt it's okay just like relax right yeah, absolutely. And yeah, and so much like just kind of going back to what we talked a little bit about earlier and that the flirt really can be an indicator of just where you're at with in different things of your life. So like talking about attachment styles, if you find like you're the type of like you're in the flirt and you're just waiting by the phone, like waiting for that notification, just like waiting for that text to come through, like, oh, I've been there. Like, yes. Oh. I so feel that hard. honestly, even as you're talking about it now, I'm like, ah, it's good. It's no. still in there. Like it's a deep wound, you know? <laughs> Absolutely. And like, it just sounds like both of us today are in the place of, you know what? Like I've got a life too. I've got some things to do. And when they're at a space like mentally or just a break in their schedule, they'll text. Right. And if they don't, I can be the one to reach out. And if the flirt totally fizzles out, on to the next like right. they're like buses babe another one's coming yeah. don't worry about it and like you said find anyone to find anyone to flirt with you can flirt with anyone and it's yes. amazing honestly I think it's my I think it is my main form of communication like I'm just a flirty person naturally so what do you say to people who are kind of clueless and they miss the flirt especially let's say people exploring their sexuality so mm -hmm. This is something that I wondered about too, is like flirting with men, obviously, I assume. But when you start leaning into like women, because like I said, I flirt with all my friends all the time. So then when I think about flirting with a girl, it's like, how do I know? I don't know if she knows that I'm flirting, you know, like I'm flirting in yeah. a gay way. Do you know that? Like, how do I yeah. say, that? <laughs> say that to them? Like, 
I'm pursuing you, you know? So, okay. So using, you want to apply the flirt to really be sort of advancing something props towards a relationship or a connection of in that way. Okay. Um. So it's, yeah, the, the, the intention, the desire behind the flirt is going to be a little bit different. You can mm-hmm. still keep with your flirt style, right? Your flirt style can more or less remain the same, but because you're the intention, the desire there is a little bit different. What you say is going to be different. And so right. if you're really looking to flirt with someone for perhaps a date or there's a physical attraction, right? Something you want to explore along those lines, then you're kind of in that point going into a more traditional flirt. Because one of the sort of problems I have as a coach sometimes is people think the flirt can only be used for I want to go on a date with this person or like, you know, I'm looking to have sex or something like that. But no, the flirt in and of itself is a form of connection. It's a form of communication. And so then it's just how you take the flirt that can change the outcome. And so if you're really looking to flirt with someone for dating, then physical compliments right? Like you're letting them know that there's something appealing, attractive about Mm. their physical qualities. And so it might not be something as obvious as, you know, like complimenting a body part or something like that. It could be about their energy or just a quality of who they are or something about their eyes or their smile. So it could be their clothing. Like it's depending on what your comfort level is, but letting someone know that you find like there's a physical attraction there. To me, that is a, a, you're like, there's a clear mark in the sand there. where like, when I'm in the flirt, I am very careful to not take the flirt in that direction um, because I don't want to lead someone on that I like maybe pursuing them in that way. Um, So if you're leaning into physical compliments, right? There's no absolutes. It doesn't necessarily mean you're looking to take the flirt that way, but that's something I look for that clearly is indicating. Strong indicator. There's a physical attraction there. And Um, If you're also looking to take the flirt in that direction, so I'm always about like what's next. Like when you leave the flirt, what is that next step? So are you linking up on social media? Are you making a plan to when you're going to see each other next? Do you have maybe mutual friends? Are you going to go to, I don't know, a cooking class together or go for a walk? Like if you can drop the hint that you're looking for that next time, that next opportunity to flirt, no matter if it's in person or virtual, and the other person is on the same page right. and they're accepting and really liking your physical compliments and are giving them back to you, well, I'm seeing that you're on the same flirt page. Like there's right. a, a little bit more than just a platonic attraction there. <laughs> right. Okay. All right. I'm that so the follow-through is what matters the follow-up like if they're if they're planning date two on date one that's a good sign yeah and a it's good indicator yeah and if you're if you know they're kind of wishy-washy about it they're like I don't know like I need to check my schedule like I'm just so busy okay sure then I'm going to be looking for again that follow-up right mm-hmm. actually want to see me again can we flirt another time right okay okay so 
when we were talking, I know we were talking about there's a lot of different mediums that you can flirt with. So this applies for, you know, long distance flirting or physical versus not physical, because I know a lot of people rely on physical and we can talk about that too. Like what's okay. Good touches versus bad touches, right? But for non-physical or for long distance, anything online, do you have tips for those that you would coach your clients through? Oh my gosh. I know you do. I am, oh my gosh. I am a huge DMer, texter. It is probably one of my favorite forms of communication. Is Me just, too. Oh my gosh. I a digital flirt. Yes. yes. So, so much. Um, so there's, yes. So, and I have a few, I've made a few videos about this too. And there's so many ways that you can take the flirt. Um, you know, if you're long distance or right, we've probably if many of us have found someone on TikTok or Instagram, like social media and you slide into their DMs, yes. so, right? Like, how are you going to take your, take the flirt? What's the intention and the, and the desire there? Is it like, you just find them interesting? Maybe this is someone you would want to be friends with. You just want to get to know them. Or is it like, okay, I find them really attractive and maybe, right. It's long distance. So maybe you want to trade pictures or like, I don't know, video chat or something like that. And yes. so, uh, so many things you can do just in the DMs. Like I love sending videos. Are yeah. Great. I feel like Snapchat's a good way because it's really personal and it's not committing to, because Snapchat is one of my favorite forms mm -hmm. of communication, especially, especially for anything flirty because they delete. They're gone, know? yes. Right, but then it's not committing to a full um, like FaceTime, but it does give you little clips and you're able to communicate because, you know, it gets so much gets lost with tone and things like that. So I feel like it gives a much like more broad sense of, what I'm going for, right? So like if I I mean obviously I can't wink on text unless it's like emoticon. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like you can pick up on their body language and stuff through videos. So I think Absolutely. that is a good tip. And another one, yeah, Snapchat is great. Another one I really like is called Marco Polo. It's a free app. It's a video messaging app. So this is one it it keeps a record of all your videos. So it may not be like depending on what you're recording, maybe. it may not be right. Or maybe it's just right. Um, but right. it's really cool. It keeps basically a chronological log of all the videos that you're sending to each other, almost like a video diary. And it's just, it's so much fun. Like you get the alert, like so-and-so Marco Polo'd you and you're like, oh, you know, I, yeah. I've got a video to check. This is really cool. Um, yes. So that's, I wrote that's the name of this down. I'm into it. It's fun. I'm, it's fun. I'm, I'm into it. Yeah. It's, I love that one. Um, and I'm also a big fan of perhaps video just isn't where your comfort level is voice memos mm. and hearing someone's voice it's it's can be such a more intimate form of communication and some people would much prefer to receive a voice memo than a text like they'd much yeah. rather listen to you you know say what you're going to say than than have the whole text to look at so right. something else you can try um i love of course like memes uh yes you know, their gifts like yes. you know gifts are a big gifts. one <laughs> um those can be great things like if you're just sort of finding like you're lacking the words or you're just not quite sure what to say a meme a gift a picture uh music a video sharing, yeah yes sharing songs like mm -hmm. sharing music can be a really personal way of flirting but it can also be a great way of perhaps 
sharing something that you're just not quite sure how to say or capturing a feeling that you're just not like you just can't quite articulate. And yes. so really exploring all those mediums available to you that you can share and send in text. It could be right people's social media posts. It could be a news article of some kind or a podcast episode. Like right. you, when you're you're communicating virtually like that, your spoken word is just one of so many ways that you can talk to people. So really exploring all of those options finding the, you know, the sort of the combination that works best Mm -hmm. for you and then staying true to yourself in the flirt. Like ultimately, why are you flirting? Again, it always comes back to that intention and desire and your why and why to really drive the flirt. Oh, I love that so much. And I feel like, honestly, I think you can do a little bit of each of them. And I will say, because we were talking about voice notes, it reminded me, uh, it was a girl that I met on which is completely platonic, but she, it was a girl that I met on um, TikTok and she sent me long voice notes, like 10, 15, 20 minute voice notes of like podcasts, which is totally fine because like, there is no such thing as too much communication for me. For the most part, if you don't need me to get back to you in a hurry, love that because then, you know, so but that was something we talked about in the beginning. She had sent this long voice note and she's like, I'm sorry, that's basically like a mini podcast that I sent you. And I was like, it's totally fine knowing that I can do the same thing, right? That we, that she's not going to say like, this is too much. This is too long-winded. And we kind of established that, that she was like, sorry, this is too much. I was like, no, it's not too much. Keep going. And now it's, I don't, I would never send a 20 minute voice note to this. He'd be like, what the fuck? You know what I mean? But with some people, like that's totally fine. So I think like you're saying too, like gauging with each individual person, because it is so personalized for each person and finding what methods, not just the ones that feel good to you, but which ones they respond to more, you know, like yeah. gifts like that definitely yeah you'll you'll see what people are are really like you know if you come with a voice note are they responding with the voice note or are they texting back so you'll be able to start really picking up on how they like to communicate to communicate and specifically what they're most enjoying like maybe they really love when you send them songs and so you can lean into that more I love that and that is too that's like my love language that I send that's why I tell people like if I send you a podcast or a movie recommendation or something like it's because it specifically pertains to you. Like it's, I've curated this experience for you, you know, like you need to appreciate it and not just let it pass. Cause that's a big red flag that I'm like, okay, you didn't even watch the movies I told you to watch. Like, right. It's like, no, this is, I'm just not texting my whole phone telling them to No, this is right. for you. Right. Right. Yeah. This is for your needs. Like your specific uh-huh. style. So, okay. So one of the things too is eye contact. I feel like that's a big one. And I feel like you're probably going to know what I'm talking about, but I was trying to explain to some of my friends that there's this, it's like a siren's call. You know, there's this look that I, I feel like sometimes you either yeah. have it or you don't, and you might disagree with that. It might be able to, but I feel like some things you just can't teach and there's chemistry too, but like the look that you give someone that lets them know I'm ready for you to approach me right yeah. and maintaining eye contact is very sexual I and mean, that's like tantric sex right of like yeah. staring into their soul so how important do you think eye contact is in general with someone i think it's really important but it's also one of many tools that you can use and um because i find just with my own just history of shyness and social anxiety and um, like coming to terms with like, there's some neurodivergence there I was as well. Say the autism makes it yes. And so like 
this is one of the comments I, I get the most is people are like, well, I'm neurodivergent or I'm like, I can't make eye contact. Like mm -hmm. it's just not something I'm able to do. And so if you feel like that's just not a flirt skill that's available to you right now, or it's not one you're really even open to exploring, that's okay. You can still flirt and not make like direct eye contact. Okay, like, good. I want you to feel like the flirt is not for you if you can't use eye contact. It's totally okay. But for those people that do feel comfortable or open like to just exploring it, very powerful. Very uh, powerful. Very, yes. You're not <laughs> utilizing all of your tools. Yeah. Uh, the the look, I think of it as like a smolder. It's sort of, yes. there is this kind of desire behind your mm -hmm. eyes that you're communicating to the other person just through a look like, let's flirt. Right. <laughs> let's and I'm telling flirt. you, I've seen it work. Like one of these guys that I met, it's happened twice that I was just at the gym and like made eye contact from across the whatever. I don't know these people at all, but there's just, I don't know how to describe it. There's a look that you can give them where it's like, we both know that's, what's happening. <laughs> that's, yeah, that's, you just gave the look. That's the it. money maker. Yes. 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 Okay. Well, I'm glad that you said that about the neurodivergent thing too, because that is something like autism. We And the guy that I'm talking to also autistic. So mm -hmm. we're like, for us to maintain eye contact, it's maintain eye contact is difficult, but also like once you, I feel like once you get past that little awkward point, it, it, you're looking past, like you said at one point, like you're looking past them there's desire behind their eyes like there's something there's another level to it you know definitely and that's a skill right it's, it's, it's a flirt skill that some people just have naturally it just mm -hmm. they've always been making eye contact and some people it's one that it's really going to take practice and it's mm -hmm. yeah like what you said if you can like if it's nerve-wracking to you or just feel like you haven't been able to do it in the past if you can just sort of work through your anxiety and move past that initial when you lock mm -hmm. eyes and that uh, sort of reaction where you just want to look away like, yeah. did they see me like oh, I don't know yeah. this is, I don't know how I feel right now like right. that's as worse like that's as bad as it's gonna get so right right yeah you, you get can, through the bad part yeah yeah that's, that's true that's and if it's a little awkward initially like this is a question I get a lot too is like oh what if sometimes I'm just so awkward in the flirt I'm like embrace it yeah, some people love an awkward flirt. Yes. Yeah. Personally, I lean into my own weirdness and awkwardness in the flirt a lot. And so if you find that you're like, you know, kind of a naturally awkward person, lean into it and have that be a part of your flirt style, right? Use yes. what you got to your advantage. Yes. And because like what even going back to what we we're talking about with the clothes of like that's that's my most authentic self. I'm going to be the most comfortable. So if you rather than fighting against and resisting the awkwardness, like as people really do love an awkward flirt. Like it's cute, especially the beginning, you know, when you're kind of bumbling around, they're like, oh, she's nervous. Like that's cute. Mm -hmm. You know, they mm -hmm. have a lot more like sympathy for the, you know, for you than that. Yeah. But I also want to talk about flirting as an empath Ooh, because okay. I know you had a video about that too. So like picking up on other people's energies when we're talking about awkward, you know, energies too, is like picking up on that. What do you do? Do you have any tips for empaths when they are trying to flirt? Yeah. Especially, yeah. When you're an empath, right. It's like a super feeler, a super connector, and you're just absorbing all the energies, good and bad. And mm -hmm. like you're if you're especially in the flirt and you're really making that energetic connection with someone, which is like what the flirt is, 
it can feel just really strong to an empath. And so yeah. I would say this is actually one of our superpowers is that Ooh. empaths are some of the best flirts in the world because okay. you can actually, like when you're feeling the flirt and you're an empath, talk about raising your own vibration, raising your own energy, like mm -hmm. use the flirt to your advantage and get out there and make that connection and flirt. Just, it can be completely platonic and allow your ability to really take in another person's energy yeah. Use it to your advantage. And so I think in that way, being an empath is a real superpower. Um, but to really make boundaries for yourself, I think it can come down to just knowing like where you're at on any given day. Like even for myself, I, I'd actually don't flirt every day, <laughs> like every <laughs> moment of the day, you know, hard to what? believe. But yeah, I have to realize when I'm just not in the right flirt mindset. Yeah and respect where I'm at and know that, okay, this is gonna be more of a small talk situation or I'm just not really available or able right now to really show up for the flirt like I would want. And so if you're feeling like that, it's it's okay to take a step back. And if you're not ready to flirt or if someone's flirting with you and you're just not really able to, to be with it, that's okay. Respect where you're at and respect your boundaries and take care of yourself and your energy. Um, right. Like, no, I love that you said that too, because that's another thing to remember on the other side is sometimes they may not feel like it, especially with someone that you're just meeting. You don't really know what they've got going on. You know, I don't know what this day-to-day -day really looks like. So right. rather than taking it personally, that's something that you can kind of back off and be like, maybe this is just something that he's not in the mood for. Like maybe it's just a day and it actually has nothing to do with me. That kind of detachment, Absolutely. you know? Yeah, a lot of times that's, you just... Uh, you truly never know what's going on in someone's life, right? In their head, behind their eyes. And so when like you're in, when you're in the flirt, it's an opportunity to connect and hopefully bring some joy and bring a smile to someone's someone's face that day. But also, yeah, if someone's not feeling it, that's okay too. And maybe that person is you on in right. Right. Totally okay. We're not flirt machines. No, we're here. We're, <laughs> we're, <laughs> we're pretty close. We're pretty close. Right, very close. Okay, so again, we had talked a little bit earlier, but for people who are asexual or maybe demisexual, are there different ways? I guess really you had talked about it, boundaries, setting boundaries and just intentions. Do you have any tips? Because I feel like that's something that people forget too, is like asexual, even though there have been like months, I don't identify as asexual, but there have been months where I'm like, I have no intentions of having sex, but that does not mean that I don't want to flirt, but because like you said, it's been so normalized that like, that's the end goal, that that's what we're trying to achieve sometimes. And worst case scenario, this leads to me being called a tease, you mm. know, like you're, cause you're flirting. It's like, you did all this stuff. You were flirting with me. What, like we got to the end. What are you doing? Why are you not taking this last step? How do you recommend and coach people through that? Ooh, okay. Well, I have a lot of experience with this. <laughs> Because I, I am a demisexual. Um, I've made a few videos about it. And it's, yeah, it took me a long time to really come to terms with, like, I just, I didn't even know what that word was for the longest time. And just- Do you want to like, explain it? Because you're, because I, I definitely know that you know more about it than me. So if you want to explain it for anyone who's listening and doesn't know. Yeah. So I understand demisexuality as for there to be, for, for sex to happen, there needs to be an underlying emotional connection first. There needs to be right that energetic 
sort of appreciation and connection, which really allows you to get into the act of sex and really enjoy it and just be present and go for it. Mm -hmm. Now that isn't to say that a demisexual can't just have sex whenever they want necessarily. They can. Right. Um, like having that connection isn't required for sex. However, it's really, it needs to be there for the, the sex to really be enjoyable, pleasurable, right. mm -hmm. actually in it and not this thing you're just sort of doing. Mm -hmm. So I, yeah. And just for the longest time feeling like, what's wrong with me? Like, why am I not enjoying sex or why do I not want to have it? Like, I feel like I should. And mm -hmm. just speaking from just my perspective as a gay guy, it's, it's a very hypersexualized culture and you see right. it a lot and you can feel like everyone is just out having sex all the time. Right. It's really not happening. It looks that way. It's really not that way. Um, and so I found myself, I mean, being the flirt I am, and I'm a huge sexter, like I love sexting. Right. And so I have made many connections over the years on the apps and social media where the person lives across the country or in another country altogether. Like there's really not that likelihood that anything's going to happen, but we can play and we can flirt and really we can really get into the sex and so I've needless to say found myself in situations where then it's like oh I'm the tease and they're expecting sex from me or something more from me that I am not willing to give just because that's not where I'm at that's not my comfort level and so really like we haven't talked about this too much today but one of the biggest aspects of the flirt is mm -hmm. not having expectations. It's so hard to do, but the flirt happens in the present moment. And so when you're oh. making that energetic connection, you're allowing your intention and desire to drive the flirt, stay there, be with the flirt and feel it in the present moment. And that is where you're really gonna feel the full power and beauty of the flirt. If you then start going into the realm of expectations, oh, I'm flirting, and therefore this other person should be doing this or this mm -hmm. other person has to do this or you're expecting something of the other person. I mean, unless they're explicitly saying we're going to have sex, unless they're saying we're going to go out next Saturday night, unless they're saying like, I'm going to send you a DM on social media. If they're being direct about their communication, then yes, have that expectation. Mm -hmm. But otherwise, if they're not being forthcoming to that degree of course it's easy to jump into the realm of having expectations it's just a natural thing we do as humans but see if you can not let yourself go there right <laughs> be, yeah be in the present moment with the flirt and just be with it as it is without expecting something um having an expectation at that point you're jumping into the future your future pacing and therefore you're out of the flirt. You've you've lost the flirt. Um yes. solely on flirting to get a specific outcome or result. You're having you're attached at that point to an expectation. Right. Okay. You know, First of all, you're on some real spiritual shit right now. I know this is like this is my jam. Like what you're talking about <laughs> is applicable to everything. And I love that. Like I love meeting people yeah. 
who take these principles and they put it into something like flirting, you know, it's yeah. very like niche and specific, but it's beautiful. And it shows that it can apply to everything and not yeah. just with sex, what you're talking about, like that is obviously one expectation, but also for someone who um, used to want commitment as like the, I need to lock it down. Right. Cause abandonment issues. So relationships, like thinking that flirting is going to lead to a relationship or that it means that you have some sort of commitment because y'all are flirting, like detaching from that outcome too, will save a lot yeah. of heartache. Absolutely. Yeah. And it's, it's so hard to do, especially like if you're really flirting with someone you like and you feel mm -hmm. like you're developing feelings for them. And so you, it's so natural to immediately jump, at least in a feeling state to that expectation. And so how can you start to back away from having that expectation, be with the flirt as it is just on a, in the present moment, just on a day-to-day -day basis and of course, always be hopefully communicative of what, like, I think it's totally cool to talk about what are your hopes and dreams? Like, mm -hmm. you, are you desiring a relationship? Like, get that information, like, have that be incorporated into the flirt. Mm -hmm. Maybe not necessarily getting that commitment right away, mm -hmm. but are you at least on the same page? And if the other person is saying yes, then... Uh, hopefully they're telling you the truth right that's just one of the risks of owning a business you know what I'm saying like when yeah. you get into the flirting you've got a risk versus reward type thing yeah so mm -hmm. okay so we talked a little bit about chemistry obviously there have been because I've, I've truly had both there have been people where I meet them and it's like fire immediately like yes I've known you in a past life like we're mm -hmm. reconnected our souls are re-meeting like this mm -hmm. beautiful thing but then there have also been people one in particular who when I met him not only did we not like each other, like I, I didn't, I disdained him. He was, he just, everything about him rubbed me the wrong way. And then we developed into something that was beautiful, but then he cheated on me. So I don't know if that's like, yeah. so that's yeah. what my question is, if the chemistry is not there to begin with, does it grow later? Do you think it will evolve later or should they be worried if it's not there immediately? Yeah, I, I don't think you should be worried. I think it's definitely something can uh, that can evolve. Actually, I made a video about this yesterday and just on the concept of soulmates and soul connections and that, you know, it's, I'm a big believer and we can have many soulmates throughout our lifetime that can be platonic, they could be romantic, they can be just in the moment. Like I think of that, just an example that comes to mind is, right, you're in the car or maybe even on public transit, but like you're in the car and you're at a stoplight and you're just like vibing, you've got a great song on the radio and you look over and you meet eyes with the other person. But this time, instead of looking away, like you both just smile and you're sort of like, hello, like, hello again. And, yeah. And you know, the, the light turns green and you keep going and you're still smiling and you're like, what just happened? Well, right. I would say that was a soul connection mm -hmm. in the moment, right? Just totally once in a lifetime. But when we really open ourselves up to what a soul connection can be and what it can look like and what it can feel like, we can start to see that, wow, we have so many opportunities to experience this in our lifetime. And so it might be sort of like a, you know, love at first sight for lack of better mm -hmm. word, kind of, you know, like just instant chemistry. I've felt that a couple times in my life. Um, other people have, you know, some people are like, I haven't felt that before. You know, is that mm -hmm. out there for me? And yes, yes, because it's, 
there's so many opportunities. There's just so many people in the world that we can have that energetic soul connection with. And so just really being open to that it can happen anytime, anywhere, and knowing who you are too. And for some people, you may have the type of just energy where you have to really warm yourself up to somebody and you really have to allow yourself to get comfortable before you can really feel that with someone. And so right. you feel like, you know, I haven't felt that like right off the bat right away is like, will it ever happen for me? Of course it will. Right. I'm a big believer that yes, it will. I'm totally with you too. And they both, they both ended in such different ways. And I don't see relationship ending as a bad thing. You know, I, I have made videos about this too, of kind of the idea that you leave a review with the universe. So when I think about my partner, I'll take a little bit, it's almost like insulin. <laughs> Someone said that it's like I'm baking like a man casserole that I'm putting all these different ingredients. But like I like um I like that he was really communicative, right? And yeah. he had toxic traits, but like I'll take this and leave that and then this when I meet him. So it's like every partner that I meet, I feel like it's just kind of helping me dwindle down like what I don't like. So yeah. it's okay if they end. It's like, well, the next one's gonna be like that, but better, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay, so the closing out thought I want is because we had talked a little bit about it too, of like these confidence boosters and putting yourself out there. Do you think that the flirt comes first or the confidence or do you think it's like a chicken and the egg situation? Mm, I think it can really be a chicken and the egg situation. Like you could like one day just sort of see someone or meet someone that you're just like you feel that flirt energy and you're just ready to go or you may be you know like I talk to people that they're like I've just never felt like I was good at the flirt like I just don't really know what to do or what to say and so if you feel like you're lacking confidence you can absolutely then build your confidence to then raise your flirt game and really get into the flirt and it's like we've all heard the phrase fake it till you make it right like it's the biggest way that I can share to really build your flirt confidence is to practice mm -hmm. and to develop your own flirt style, your own flirt game that works for you, that really plays into your strengths and who you are, knowing that the flirt is going to look and feel different for everyone. So because it's ultimately about connection and connecting with others, mm -hmm. how, how what does that look like for you? And really finding those tools that make you feel the most confident. Um, and then the biggest thing, and I, I should have shared a lot of my, like what I bring into the flirt, I'm a yoga teacher as well. So a I'm lot a of this, teacher. oh my gosh. We're so insane. We're <laughs> yeah. So yeah, that's why like a lot of these are you know, I do talk about the flirt in a really spiritual way because mm -hmm. a lot of it is influenced about what I've just, the training I've, I have as a yoga teacher and like I practice every day and it's a big part of my life. And so bringing these, these concepts into the flirt and I, I, a big one is about the ego. Yes. And if you're going into the flirt, feeling like you need to get a certain outcome, you want someone to see you a certain way, you feel like you need to control the conversation, control the flirt. You feel like, right, it's all about that first impression. You're putting so much pressure on yourself to be some version of yourself in the flirt that isn't who you are. 
Right. And so in that way, the flirt is so much about the journey inward and the journey of connecting. Like we talk about, you know, so much today about how the flirt is about connecting with other people. Yes, absolutely. And I think most people are surprised to find out that when we work together, the flirt is also just as much, just as importantly, about connecting with yourself. So you can show up to the flirt as exactly who you are. You know, the flirt game that works best for you. Mm -hmm. I've learned the term Riz recently on TikTok. Oh, I don't know that one. What does that mean? (laughs) It's a play on the word charisma. And so. I love that. All okay. these, you know, there's so many Gen Z's on TikTok, and they're yeah, all no, like, I need them to keep me updated with it because yeah. I don't know. I feel like I'm losing track of the vocabulary, the vernacular. So, Riz is another, it's another word for game, basically, charisma. Okay, game, that. And so, yeah, when you can really just like start to do the work for yourself and feel connected to who you are, like you are going to be so confident in showing up for the flirt because you're going to be just genuinely interested in, in enjoying making a connection. Yeah. You don't have anything. You don't have expectations. You're not trying to be someone you're not. Mm-hmm. So in that way, like that's one of the biggest pieces to building your flirt confidence. Um, if it you feel like it's just lacking for you right now and then getting that practice, fake it till you make it sometimes. Like totally. just- it's about like showing yourself the way even if you feel like you don't know how like just show yourself that you can do it and really whatever whatever aspect of your your life you find challenging be your best example right show yourself that you can do it yes and also by the way flirting with yourself flirting with your ego that's what i was gonna say i think that's what we said full circle moment because you can like when I really because like you said it starts with ourselves and we're flirting like finding that self-worth and that self-love is Mm -hmm. what makes me comfortable with flirting with other people so even I encourage people when you walk by the mirror because sometimes it'll happen very naturally like on its own and this is when I started to know like I think I'm starting to love myself crazy (laughs) but I would like walk by the mirror and see myself be like you're so cute you know like you really are cute like Love, love yourself and flirting with yourself if no one else you can flirt with yourself yes that w- I love that video so much yeah like flirting with yourself your your ego your own negative thoughts be like yours it was you were in the car and you had the <laughs> window down and you're like your thought was am I just gonna fly out the window and, <laughs> yes. and yes. you flirting back like this my inner like my my ego thinks about me they're caring yeah. about me <laughs> yes and now I apply that actually that's what I was talking about this guy that when he started doing that with me it's kind of like disarming that's where the whole thought process came together is because like sometimes you can take yourself too seriously you get too caught up in the like you know like the end game or the neurotic whatever how am I being perceived when really it's like this is all it's all just fun like let's just flirt for a couple even if it's just for a couple of hours like Let's engage in the back and forth, the connection, like you said, and then that's all there needs to be to it. You can walk away after that, you know. Hundred percent, yeah. It could flirt um, be just that. I'm so glad that I got to talk to you today. Is there anything that you want to plug? Because I know you do you do coaching, right? Is there some way that people can connect with you to try to find that? I can plug all your links and stuff too. I sure do. That would be great. Yeah, on uh, TikTok and Instagram at Benjamin Cameras is where you can find me. YouTube coming soon. Working on yes. that. Yes. Um, 
right now, I'd love for people to get on my email list. I send out the Flirt Friday newsletter every Friday. So <laughs> you've got flirt mail. Yes, <laughs> well. yes. Oh my God, I love that so much. I love that. And then uh, for coaching as well, I do one-on-one -on -one coaching. Like if you want to work on your flirt game, you feel like you got a big date coming up and you want to like plan a strategy around it. Let's talk about it. And really soon, my signature program, the Flirt Method coaching program is going to be opening up. And I like I'm building it all out right now on the back end. I can't wait. It's going to be six weeks of all about the flirt, everything flirting. So by the end of it, you can have a lot of what we talked about today, your flirting mindset, your flirt confidence, a flirt yes. style. and flirt style. Yes. Yes. Like bringing the flirt into your daily life so you can feel more connected to others have stronger relationships and feel more connected to yourself. That's what it's all about. I love that so much. And I knew this was going to be a fun topic to talk about anyway, but you really like you take it another layer deeper. <laughs> and I love, I love anything that you can intertwine spirituality into because it's applicable to everything, you know, but you've done, I think you've done a beautiful job of putting everything together. I can't wait to see your course. I want to sign up for the newsletter. So I want everyone to go follow Benjamin because you've got so much insight and you post, TikToks, just so much content on TikTok is like the, a wide variety of everything. All these questions you go really into detail about on your TikTok as well. So yeah, thank you was, so much yeah, for sharing your time. With of, yeah, and spirit of connecting. I love connecting on social media. So please, I'd love to see you on there. And thank you so much for having me. This was, I also knew this was going to be so much fun, just incredible the moment we connected. And yeah. Yeah, just thank you so, so much for sharing this time. Thank you so much. We'll keep in touch. I'll plug everything so you guys can find Benjamin and follow him on all the platforms so you can get all your flirt tips. <laughs> thank you so much, Benjamin. We'll talk to you guys soon. Bye.